We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. I've never messed up the intro in my life, ever in my life. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Heat Beat post game show. I'm so shook. This game has me all over the place. That was the weirdest Dude, that, ending that, I've that, ever seen in my life. That literally was what happened to Jimmy Butler when he didn't want to use that time. I'm timeout. Jimmy right now. I'm Jimmy lobbing a pass to Goran as Brooke Lopez comes to help at the end of that game. I can't even say the intro I've said for like seven fucking years on this show. With me today is producer and co-founder Brian Goins. Guys, I don't I don't feel anything right now in my body. Like what's happening? I don't feel I don't feel my fingers. I don't feel anything. Also joining us today is a homie, friend of the show, Alex Solana of 560 and 790 the ticket. Fuck Steve Javi. Fuck Steve Javi. I oh fuck we're gonna get into why 
these refs and the uh, two minute report is going to be longer than a Harry Potter Bro, book. Forty eight minute report, man. Forty. <laughs> And also joining us today, Maiden Voyage on the program, the homie from the Dan Lebetard Show at ESPN, Anthony Coladis, a.k.a. Ant, a.k.a. Tony. What's up? What is up, my good people? Good thing to be uh, here on the first episode that I've ever been on on Heapy. Also, with the worst last couple minutes of any game I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. And I've been playing basketball since I was six years old. I've never seen what we just saw right now. That was such dog shit. By the way, we are all, except for Brian, FIU sports media alumni yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Stand Radiate up. FM, whatever it's called. Pause What's up. it called now? The Roar. Fuse them? The Roar. Shout out to the Roar. How do you know that? How do you know mm, that? I keep, I keep tabs on, on, on Alex my... Alex is a lifer. My, yeah, yeah. My, he's my, the only guy, before we start talking, he, he's the only guy that people reach out to to get his take on things fiu people write stuff in his you know on on his journey like it's all bullshit right now (laughs) (laughs) i don't mind any heat basketball guys you feel the heat down in your soul wait a second we got we got another guest joining us right now our statistician at professional photoshopper christian hernandez i was told it's late not to scream but i really want to scream scream fucking scream dude let's let's start with the end of that game I don't know what the fuck was going on with Jimmy all game. I mean, just did he looked out of no, sorts. He was just like the look he in was his hurt. face. He, he was he hurt. Did not look like he was himself. hurt. I think he was. I don't even know if it was no, hurt. Like he, he was. Mentally looked did you not see it. him during that entire first, like the end of the third quarter towards like maybe the seven minute mark or the fourth quarter? He kept going toward the sideline looking to see if he was going to like check back into the game. And he had an ice pack on his wrist. And you know, he's had wrist issues all year. Is this Heat Beat MD? Uh, you, you can go back and watch are, the game later to... <laughs> on at midnight tonight on ESPN. I'm sure they'll put it back on. Watch the, the end of the third quarter, fourth quarters. He's clearly putting something on his hand. And it's a nice back. I don't know, man. He looked mentally out of it at the end of that game. Lobbed that weird-ass pass to Goron. Got stolen. I Guys, I don't know about you. I was like 60% sure he was going to miss those free throws. Me too. <laughs> like Alex, like I'm watching that and it felt like PKs, right? Because there's nobody, right? There's, there's nobody going to rebound. Everyone's kind of standing behind with the arms linked. You know what I mean? It felt like EPL final. And I I was pretty sure that that might not go in. Yeah. No I, by, the, by the way, oh, well, I, I had guts, but I, I was so scared. And I think that's the first time I've ever seen that, by the way. Like a game ending on free throws with no like no players were allowed on the court or whatever. Yeah. No players were allowed in the arc. And then um, like they weren't even given a chance to do something. You know what I mean? Like I've, I don't think I've ever seen somebody take the line with double zeros on the shot clock or on the game the, clock. That was, that was the bizarre. The last time was probably the All-Star game. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. That doesn't count. That's a fake game. I, like I and I don't know about you, but like the way that he had played all game, and even though he kind of had that those big moments in the last game, he just looked so out of sorts that I was I was nervous that he was gonna miss both. I mean, it was quiet, and then there was like that weird crowd noise, and it was ominous. It felt ominous. He didn't look right. I was scared. I was so scared. So I had actually texted a group of buddies of mine. I was like, he won't miss both of these, and we'll go to <laughs> overtime and extend this game. But the interesting thing to me is this, Jimmy. Um, is supposedly the alpha male, you know, d- lead dog of this team. Yet I don't know how many lead dog alpha males of a team would have. How many shots did he shoot today? Seven, eight. Yeah, it, it was, I don't know it was the exact 10. number. Yeah, it was under ten. He had ten points. 
a game removed from having 40 and being like, Jimmy is the best player in the bubble today. Like, where where is the discrepancy here? Because how do we how do we and we all know basketball, okay? How do we really put this into into just it, I'm so frustrated with Jimmy. I, I can't even. It was three. But it was it, three it's of a eight. win. Is it? Okay, three of eight. Three of eight. How do we put this into perspective? Isn't somebody who scores forty, then the next game they score ten. How is that your best player? Isn't why he, that that's what makes Jimmy so unique as your your leading player, right? Your star. Where yes, he can go off some nights, but you don't expect him to do that on a a night in night out basis. What makes him so unique is while maybe he wasn't shooting the ball so well, he still impacted so many different areas of of the floor and like we saw that tonight he was switching so well on on Giannis and at one point I don't know if this is true but Doris said this and I'm, I'm buying all in on on if Doris said it where he told Spo going into a timeout with like four minutes left I want Giannis give me Giannis that's what you want out of your star player and we know the whole storyline that ESPN is pushing so hard that Giannis doesn't want to cover Jimmy and you know that's going to be on first take tomorrow for, for two hours so can't wait and of course the final I, and, play and, he fucking fouls him right right <laughs> and of course but i will say for everything you just said ant at the end he got it done right like it was bullshit the all of that was bullshit barely and barely yeah but at the end guess what we're not going to remember that 20 years from now we'll remember oh, i will jimmy won he the tw- game jimmy he won twitter the game remembers it all man he twitter remembers <laughs> it all I remember that Henry Walker shot in Orlando. We'll remember. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I'm just we'll spinning remember. my own narrative here. I'm spinning my own narrative. <laughs> I was going to say, you have us remembering this game 20 years from now. It's like, this is some pivotal game. This is the game. game that they're going to play Unless Giannis comes, when, when they pitch Giannis in 2021. Yeah, they're just gonna, they're going to play the film over and over. Christian, how the hell do we even begin to unpack what the fuck happened? The Heat won by 10. If the, if, if, the, if the refs had actually been doing their jobs, that was one of the most frustrating games I've ever seen in my life, honestly. Yeah. But it was really like frustrating. The, the because, of it. because we were playing with house money, man. Yeah. This game was awesome. Honestly, this game was a ton of fun, mostly because I yeah. was in a place where I could just enjoy myself. If they had lost tonight, no skin off my back. Like, you know, I still don't think that they can sweep the Bucks, but can you imagine we're... We can talk, we're talking about possibilities right now. Possibilities. <laughs> That's still my pick. That's still my pick, guys. Percentage guys, I of the way yet. that cocky Heat fan is back. I haven't been wrong How yet. How cocky... Are we close to cocky Heat fan, like, in full force back? Yes. How close are I, we? Are we, like, one more game? Are we, like, a Duncan Robinson, like, 7 of 8 <laughs> game away from being peak? Like, we're fucking no. winning the championship and nothing's going to stop Th- that's us? That's going to happen in game four because Duncan Robinson's a front runner. <laughs> what? I, uh, what? I would just say tread lightly on being 100% back because the stupid fucking Celtics await us. Like that that's my only trepidation with saying I'm 100% cocky heat fan is back. I think we're 90% back. And and it, you win this series we're at 95, but then you have to you have to play stupid Jason Tatum and yeah. and oh, stupid Marcus. Sounds like you're Smart. calling that other series. I mean the, the other series isn't uh, over yet. Seriously. Are, are, you know, no, I mean come on. What do we do? Come on. Uh, say, you think you the know, Heat I, are going to lose I, 4? Four, what? Not four oh, no, straight. I, I mean, four I mean, he's talking about the Celtic. Raptors. He's talking about the I'm Raptors. I'm talking about the Raptors series. Oh, I, I thought I that's forgot. right. You got to remember. I forgot. Remember, out he's the yeah. Yeah. Sorry. always Sorry. thinking Raptors. So try to think. Sorry. There's a, there's a spin yeah. on this. I, I forget. We're, a... I, I forget. We're talking to Justin Trudeau over here. My, my apologies. <laughs> there's spin, dude. 
Goran Dragic, I mean, I know that he didn't shoot the ball particularly well. The second half, those back-to-back threes, the fucking balls on this guy. And the balls on Goran Dragic to be the Heat's best player this playoff run. I mean, forget Jimmy's 40-point game. That was incredible, and that's going to be a forever moment. Throughout the entirety of this postseason, and even most of the bubble, Goran Dragic has been their best player, and I don't even think it's a question. And I think I made fun of Jack last episode because he kind of gave Jimmy's, uh, gave Goran some props defensively. I don't think he's been as bad as I thought he'd be. He's been an offensive force. He's been the only other guy other than Jimmy and Tyler to really create his own shot effortlessly. That dude, lifer. Do you think that he was fed up with the Kendrick Nunn battle for minutes, right? Like once Kendrick Nunn came down with COVID, he was like, all right, okay, all right, let's go. It's my time to shine. He honestly has been, and I'm, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like <laughs> Bubble Goron, is he, would you, would you put him in the top seven of guards in the East in the bubble? It's certainly up there. I was thinking today, like, has Goran been the best point guard in in the playoffs so far? And I know that, I mean, I think you got to give that to Dame right off the bat. And and then Chris Paul. But after that... Hold on, Jamal Murray. Murray. Hold on, Jamal Murray. Hold on. I look at Jamal Murray as a two-guard. You know what I mean? Those are are more off-guards, right? Like, I'm thinking, like, mainly point guards. But, you know, like, as big of a Kyle Lowry guy as I am, Goran's completely outplayed Kyle this postseason. I don't even think that's a question. He's been incredible, man. Like, honestly, he's been incredible. He's a guy that we've kind of pushed to the side as, okay, Goran's going to – Goran's Goran, right? He's going to be there. He's going to give you something in the teens. He's a a glue guy. He's a team guy. They have him for wired up. He's never going to say anything bad. All of a sudden, he's been an offensive force getting into the paint on huge trees like Brooke Lopez and Giannis and all these guys, and he's just getting buckets inside, which is something I don't think anybody – any of us had him doing scoring at such a clip in the paint. I mean, he's shooting like 43% from three in the playoffs right now, uh, which is just huge for them. And it's shots, Christian, off the dribble, spotting up, off pick and pop. So they're using him a ton as a screener this series. So I talked about this a little bit last show. So the big thing that Miami is doing now is they're having Dragic and Tyler Hero screen for Jimmy Butler. And what that's doing is really taking Brooke Lopez and Giannis out of the play. So, and if you take those two guys out of the play and you run your little two-man game over there, it really lets either Goran pop and get open for three because today they sent they, they sent the guy to drop to help Jimmy, right? Last game yeah. they were really switching George Hill onto Butler and he was he was cooking them in the in the kind of the mid-range area. This game Goran's really popping out for some threes because they're overplaying Jimmy, and that's kind of what you get when you take out your two big defensive players in the series. So. Him as the screener has been incredible. Um, and off ball as well. I mean, he's really helping Duncan too. I mean, I, I really want to, I know that Duncan hasn't had like the big game yet. Um, but what he's doing off ball with his off ball screens and the way he's going kind of, he, he's cutting baseline and around back. He's always moving, uh, getting guys tired. Th- what he's doing is incredible. And I don't think that as a uh, rest in peace, Spoo, the box score watchers aren't going <laughs> to see that. Uh, but he's been incredible. But Goran's been absolutely – Christian, I know that's a, that's your guy. Yeah, I love Goran. Was that a question? I don't know. I was just kind of tossing it to you if you had a, if you had a lingering Goran thought before, he's, <laughs> before we shifted gears. No, I, was kind I, of, I was kind of throwing you a little lob. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, Goran threw – or no, I think it was Tyler threw a great lob tonight to Bam. And, um, oh, it was, it, I mean, it was outstanding. He's he's the guy who has just been such a pleasant surprise. Like, the fact that he is holding up defensively against a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, like – 
I was I, I made a point to like really watch him like towards the beginning of the fourth quarter, and he has become so much better about becoming about really reading the defense, seeing when he has to switch and really you know switch onto a different guy and make sure that there's always yeah. a body on someone. He's his, his awareness has really grown. And that's why you're able to play him 32 minutes in a game like tonight where you're beating, you're trying to beat the best team in the NBA. Um, so Dragic, by the way, when he's on the court, they're outscoring teams by an 11 net rating. And when he's off the court, wow. they're minus one. That's a huge yeah. swing. And he's one of the only guys, him and Bam are two of the only guys that when they sit are minus. Bam's, by the way, uh, when Bam's on the court, the Heat are uh, outscoring opponents by 16 and a half net rating. And when he's off the court in the playoffs, minus 10. By the um, way, I love I love a Goron that's feeling himself. There's something about a European player who's yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. himself in the playoffs. There was a stretch in the second quarter. Goron comes up, top of the key, hits two threes back-to-back. He ends up doing a little heat check, step back. He missed over Chris Middleton. He missed. But I love a Goron that's feeling himself. Like, I truly enjoy watching him getting into, into his rhythm and just, like, not being afraid to, to try to take over games. And you need that. Like, Look at Jay Crowder, man. Everything's coming to fruition for this team. Jay Crowder on a night where Jimmy Butler can't find a shot, can't find that rhythm offensively. Jay Crowder has stones. He took 12 threes. Like serious stones. He had the second most minutes tonight on the Heat. And and then D- Derek Jones Jr. comes off the bench. Iggy goes down. And I know we're all scared because Iggy's really that scared. guy off the bench. Yeah, and, I and, would and he, an apology. They said he could have yeah. came back in a game. I don't believe it. Nah, no shot. That that like that looked bad. But even a guy like Derrick Jones Jr., man, he comes in and it's like he's not he's not afraid. Like I'm I'm really I'm really shocked at just how well all these guys are playing. Really. Like I, I we can't take this for granted these first two games because like how can we expect these guys to keep this up? Like like you you, you shouldn't be able to, but I, I hope they do, for God's sake. Like I hope they do, but we can't take that for granted because every single person is playing their role so well. On the opposite side of that, though, when you look at just just cruising the box score, the Bucks are seven for twenty five from three. Like I was surprised to see that. I didn't realize how much they were missing. They shot twenty eight percent from three after twenty five attempts. Like that's got to average out into the mean. Like they're not going to shoot that poorly next game, right? And this was a game that was the last thirty seconds or so was called by the refs essentially, but. <laughs> There was two horrible inbound plays. Like, I don't know what the looks were on those two inbound plays from the from the baseline and from the other side of the half court. It was horrible. It, it looked like a JCC game, right? Like, <laughs> like who who is drawing up these plays? That's I have what to I tell want. you. I have to tell you. Like, the Bucks probably went seven for 25, but they had so many threes that were fouled. And they made all three free throws. Yeah, so it's like true. they kind of averaged out. Yeah. Are we seeing more? Are we seeing more jump shooters being fouled yeah. than ever before? Yeah. In the bubble, is that just no, me or sure. is no, everybody else seeing more that. whistles for sure? I think that in the kind of antiseptic environment, the refs can can hear better, like fouls, like you know when you get a slap on the wrist or whatever. And I think without all the like overload of external sensory experiences, the referees can kind of key in on like kind of certain things a little better. Uh, when you don't have like a huge crowd and there is some more space on the baseline. So I, I just think that they get better vantage points. So like they call, they call the games a little tighter, yeah. which to be honest, I know that today wasn't a great example of that. I mean, uh, did, but that did really you think that Middleton three run. was a foul or not? Oh no, of course not. I, I mean, like, to be honest with you, I, I took exception to that BAM foul as well. The, the BAM flagrant foul, because like when you're a guy like Middleton and you're in a guy like BAM's face, and I know that they, that they called it by the rule of the law, but I mean, 
Bam has his hands over his head, and Middleton is like a foot shorter than him. What the fuck is Middleton going to do? What is he doing in that space other than asking? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Bam's trying to, Bam had no room to turn. He's trying to, I mean, he's on his side. He has to pivot to start dribbling or pass it anyway. So, I mean, Middleton has no, if it's Brooke Lopez, it's a little differently. It's a little different, right? Because And the way it was called, right? Like the referee on the other end of the court, five seconds later comes in with the call. But once once it goes to replay, that's one of those where you know that's going to be, that's going to be changed to a flagrant, right? Like that's just one of those. Fucking elbow made contact with his face. Like what, how, how do you look at that and be like, ah, it's not excessive. Well, yeah, shit when you look at it that way, but I don't know. I, Um, I, Gianni, just real quick. He's only two inches taller than him. Listen, I, just, I just wanted to make sure you were aware. I, I just, I just want to say that that's with the the wingspan. It just didn't look. Come on, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna make a play on the ball? Like, come on, man, get out of here. I, I don't know. I, that really, and I'm not like ref guy, right? Like, I, I the heapy chat. Like at a certain point in the game, I'm like, yo, the Bucks and the Heat have like the same amount of free throws right now. You know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, a call that you know you could have easily not called on the Heat side. You know, essentially ice them the game. So. I think the refs were really bad on both ends. And it was just like, it really took a lot of guys out of rhythm. And it just, I thought the game at like the last five minutes of the game are just really tough to watch with all the, with all the officiating that was going on. Um, Christian, something that I thought was a little interesting today. And this was partly because Andre went out. Spo really went to Bam and Kelly together and they went to the two big lineups. And that's something that, I know that we don't have a big... I know for the season, they were about even... I think toward the end, it started to creep up a little bit more into the positive. Uh, For the last couple of years, we've been big Kelly and Bam together people. Um, I kind of like that for them going forward, especially if Andre is going to be out. You get a little more size... Why are you shaking your head and laughing? Because I love when you speak things into existence. I literally open up the advanced tab for the game tonight, and guess who had the best defensive rating on the Heat tonight? Kelly? Kelly Olenek at 97... Defensive Maple rating, Rick. Maple which, Dick. which was oh. seven points per 100 possessions lower than any other Heat player. Like, oh I mean, he 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 did it all tonight in the sense that he did a bunch of the little things that nobody really pays attention to that make a big difference. He was setting good screens. He was making good decisions. Like that's why the one I'm out there, and he is. Uh, I also didn't realize this that he's one of the highest rated perimeter shooters among all the bigs remaining in the playoffs so he, oh, yeah. he provides spacing like Kelly hit a big shot and he, he always hits big shots and that's why you want a guy like that out there you've counted on restaurants all your life now they're counting on you and while their dining rooms may be closed they're still open for delivery with DoorDash DoorDash is the app that brings the food that you've been craving right to your door ordering is really easy open the DoorDash app Choose what you want to eat, and the food will be safely delivered outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, the Cheesecake Factory, anything. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery as well. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order on $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you use the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget the code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. 
I think also with like the aggressive Bucks drop scheme, you know, and and that now they're mixing stuff up a little bit. Like they're switching the guard, the guard on guard screen sometimes. They're even having Lopez kind of play a little higher up, especially when Goran's doing it because they know what a threat he is on the screen, especially when Bledsoe's not involved because he's so good at going over, right? So you you have all this happening, and Kelly's a guy that can take can take the handoff and go right to the rim. Or he can pop and shoot, and that's just I think the variety in, in Miami's offense, the shot diet's really good. They haven't really gone into their bag of dribble handoffs as much. I think it's been a lot more pound the ball up top and kind of work your angles. I mean, the Bucks defense is going to do that. That's actually surprised me a bit, uh, and it kind of makes sense when you watch it. And this is something that Nikaya said in our preview podcast. This is going to be a lot more of a pick and roll series than a dribble handoff series. Cause Miami is going to be able to get North South a lot easier than East West because of the lateral movement of the Bucks players. And you can see that with a guy like Wes Matthews, who's doing a great job going over screens. Chris Middleton's doing a great job, especially uh, with those Duncan bam dribble handoffs. I mean, Duncan really hasn't had a chance to get going. And in a way he's shooting really rushed. He's not really getting his feet super set. And I think he's playing well, uh, but he's not able to kind of get in his bag like you'd want. So stuff like that's really interesting going forward. Hawk, I... uh, Hawk, sorry, Johnny, really quickly. Hawk's flooding my group chat with him and Crowder saying that Duncan's rattled because Spoke came out and told everybody he had zero confidence. So now everybody <laughs> knows to just, uh, just attack Duncan, limit his confidence. Hawk is convinced that Duncan is rattled. Totally Why? Come on, what? There was a there was a feature there, that came out today from uh, Ramona yeah, Shelburne. Yeah, Ramona Shelburne. Yeah, and then there was that play where I think it was Chris Middleton, but it might have been Wesley Matthews. Literally, just took the ball from him. Like uh, it was, it was. Oh, on, that was bad. It was on the. Uh, it, it was in the corner, and he he just snatched the ball from him. So I I don't know, like Hawk. And then there was an air ball a couple moments later. Like you know it, what you know what that reminded me of when he got the ball stats. It reminded me of Kirk Heinrich taking the ball from Chris Bosh when the twenty-seven game win streak ended. <laughs> Do you remember that? I, I'll never wow. forget that play. He snatched the ball from him in the corner, and I, I was like, no, it, it felt like they lost Game Seven of the Finals. I, I, that that <laughs> shit felt like every the world one of those games. Down. The last ten games during that win streak, it was like Miami was down twenty at one point every single game, and they would battle back. By the way, you bring up Kirk Heinrich. Eh, just just make sure you love James Posey a little more every single time I think of Kirk Heinrich. Listen, there's a lot. Uh, Leif has been calling uh, Jay Crowder James Posey on this team. Since <laughs> so, so filling the James Posey role. Jay Crowder's yeah. better. At least it's not a, a Dito Speedus or whatever the fuck his name is calling him Jameson Crowder <laughs> what? in game one. What, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Speedo Ditas, Dito Speedus, whatever the Wait, fuck his name this? is. What, what is this? Who is that? Spiro Ditas. He's, he's an NFL. Ditas. Yeah, he's an NFL. God awful. God awful. NBA. He did say Jameson Crowder like 10 times. Yeah. I did laugh at that. And the way. Guys, what's. Go ahead. No, just the way he says Giannis Antetokounmpo. I guess he's Greek, so he pronounces it like per. Giannis. And he like, says it with a D, right? He says onto the Gumpo with a D. Yes. It just everything about Spiro Didis. Is he Greek? Or, or I didn't know that he was Greek. Yeah, okay, that he, makes sense. I, no, but just just stop. Like we, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? Like, but it's like you, it's like you pronouncing Hispanic names. You always do it where you say that Hispanic flair and feels like so, ah, shut up. Today I, I pronounced Ibiza on air like that. <laughs> <laughs> worst. God, I hate you. Do you say Hernandez or Hernandez? Like how how do you how do you approach that? Uh, Hernandez for yeah, sure. That's, yeah, what, that's, yeah, how, that's yeah. how you gotta do it. You know, <laughs> that, that's how you gotta do it. I am Dido Spiros then. <laughs> <laughs> you are the 
Uruguay. <laughs> Yo, know, guys, I haven't, I haven't felt this way about the Heat. I, I've, I've, I've akin this to 2016, but I, I think I'm going. But I think I might have to go back a little farther than that. The way I felt for these games, the fucking, I'm, I'm still shaking yeah. from what's gone on. I don't, I don't remember the last time I could make a, a fair comparison that I've come to the point that I think this team could win the fucking title. And I wasn't there. Whoa. I wasn't there a week ago. I wasn't there a month ago. I have not been Christian. You, you can attest to this. I have not been there all season. I said, if they get to the second round, you fucking take that. And I'm at the point right now that I'm like, why, why not? Look at the timing of how this is working out too. Imagine if the Celtics sweep and the heat sweep. And so what are they going to do? Are they going to pause? the Eastern Conference playoffs to kind of wait for the Western right. Conference playoffs? Or are they going to go right into it? Because if they go right into it, that series is going to finish way before the Western Conference playoffs. So then it's supposed to have a week plus to prepare. These guys are going to be fully rested, fully healed. Like, good <laughs> Jimmy's luck. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy's wrist. He's got to be better Kawhi. I mean, like, like legit, though, like, I think Spolstra has coached circles around Bud. Obviously, poor Nate McMillan. Um, and this is where having probably the best coach in the league is going to help you like every time, right? Like they, they, ha Miami has a plan for everything. The bucks do. Giannis at the five. They have a plan for that guard screening for Giannis. They have a plan for that, right? Giannis as a roller, they have a plan for that. Miami is so fucking prepared and Leif said it best. Spo has been planning for this all season long, Bud just started to plan for this. And that's the advantage that Miami's going to have. That nobody yeah. else is. I mean, like, Miami point. very knew early on who their matchup was going to be. They knew who they wanted to beat. And having a coach like Spo, that, that, that's, that's, that's where it pays. I think, Somebody. I think, no, no, well, I think, I don't, I don't really point. buy it. I don't buy that. I don't buy, you think, you think they've really planned for Orlando for every single game, not thinking that they were going to play Miami? Who? The Bucks. Oh no! I'm just saying that that Spolster's had the whole year to oh, prepare for okay. this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, and that, that that's I, kind of the I, point Leif was making. I, I I agree with that point, Brian. Just just because I don't think Milwaukee, prior to where we find ourselves today, was afraid of Miami. I really don't. All the narratives about how well we played them in the in the regular yeah. season, like I don't think Milwaukee, I don't think Giannis or Bud actually thought, okay, Miami's going to take us to seven and beat yeah. us, or Miami's going to beat us or they'll be up two games to nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think Miami knew we need to beat Milwaukee if we want to get to where we're going. Yep. And like and and maybe they haven't been planning since day 1 to play them to play them this way, right? But but they they focused on Milwaukee, I think. And I don't think you can say that for Milwaukee focusing on Miami. I think they're just looking at it as okay, another Eastern Conference team we have to get to before we get to the finals yep. again. Is that because of a lack of star power for the Heat, right? Because when you look at the inverse, right, the Heat are getting ready for a very top-heavy team. Right. But once you get past Giannis, once you get past Chris Middleton, once you get past who is even that third person? You want to Bledsoe, say Lopez, George Bledsoe, Hill, Bledsoe? Like mm -hmm. again, the drop-off is steep. So the 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 Heat have such an interesting team, right? They have Jimmy, who supposedly is their best player yet they have anybody on any given night that can be the best players we just saw Goron beat. The Heat have, in my opinion, one of the best collective teams yeah. 
still left in, in, in the playoffs right now because you can go down from, let's say, one to seven on a rotation, and they're playing well. Like when you look back at the at the Bucks, who's playing well outside of Middleton, uh, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis? Anybody? George Hill's bit yeah. had some nice minutes. Yeah, nice yeah. minutes. But, th- but that's what we're gonna call them. Nice right. minutes. That's like a little montage earlier, right? Hopefully, <laughs> uh, they're nice minutes. Hopefully, so, that ankle doesn't heal too well though. I'm just still that in there. I'm gonna throw you guys what <laughs> maybe the craziest stat of the playoffs. When Giannis is on the court for the Bucks. They are minus 14.8 per 100 possessions. When Giannis in in 72 minutes. When Giannis is off the court in 24 minutes in two games, the Bucs are plus 15. Tonight tonight they went on a run with Giannis on the bench. Yeah. And it's felt that way. Mm. Like Miami is so keyed in on we are here to stop Giannis. And they've succeeded. I mean, they're, they're blowing the doors off of them when he sits. No buck who Chris Middleton is Chris Middleton and Corver are the only bucks and I and Lopez is about even are the only bucks that are positive when they're on the court again small sample size but uh the fact that the bucks are winning the non Giannis minutes and losing the Giannis minutes I thought I thought this would be the complete opposite and and we were hoping That's that crazy. they would survive the Giannis minutes Why'd you why'd you wait 30 minutes to drop that? Should have started the I just show thought with of that it. I just I just kind of <laughs> thought of it. I mean I, I wow. was like, man, I like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kinda listen, I, I don't plan these shows ahead of time, right? We just kinda hit record and yeah. we go. Yeah. And as for navigating, I'm like, you know, I kind of feel like the Heat have kicked their ass when Giannis plays and it, it's gotten dicey when he sits. I was like, let me check this. And I did. I appreciate Ant for is, kind of filling time while I was looking. I was like, I, I hope Ant keeps talking. I saw you, I saw you. So in the glasses on your screen, I saw the something going up and down. I said, yeah. let me keep filibustering, and I'll do it again for a second. It's funny how we say we stopped Giannis, right? He had 29 points and 14 rebounds and 10 from 18 from the <laughs> Like, that's stopping him. You You're take like, oh. it. Yeah, that's crazy. It's funny because we've been on the other end of that as he fans with LeBron and Dwayne, right? So, like, Dwayne will go off for, like, 34 and 5, right? And it's, like, 45% shooting. And other teams are like, ah, we, well, we slowed down Dwayne. And we're just like, ah, you're kind of right. <laughs> like, we've Good been time, on the son. other end of that as well, especially LeBron. <laughs> he'll have a triple-double and he'll play, like, you know, play subpar. And they'll be like, ah, we did our job. So, what's the Bucks uh, game plan now? Way. Because, obviously, like, they stopped Jimmy and they still fucking lost. I mean, I think that it's pretty clear that they're going to count on Miami shooting not to hold. Chris is like, yes! I mean, that's what the Bucks do. The Bucks have held to math. They're like, okay, beat us with, beat us with your other guys. Yeah, beat us with your seven shooters. players scored over 10 points. First time in playoff history okay, for they're Miami. they're going to say, do it again. They're going to they're gonna say, do it again. I don't know what else. I mean, if oh, so we haven't even touched on Andre. Um, if Andre doesn't play, that's a legit problem. And that's I, this is probably what I should have waited 30 minutes to get to. Um, Derek Jones, I owe you an apology. Derek, I'm sorry. I was scared when you got in the game. I thought this was all... I was in the group chat like, they can't win with Derek minutes. Derek set one bad screen, and I'm like, he's a dog shit screener. This is, this is going to be <laughs> awful. Christian gave me a thumbs down in the Twitter chat. I'm like, this, this is horrible. He Like, Giannis is going at him. He's feasting. Uh, and it, it didn't matter because... Yeah, three <laughs> blocks, two forced turnovers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, get get yeah. out of here. King, King um, shit. There's uh, a really cool video on the timeline right now. It's uh, from Taylor Rooks. She, uh, she, you remember how like the last game they they panned Jimmy Butler leaving the arena, and then you saw Jimmy Butler, uh, not Jimmy with, Butler. With, with, he with pointed Pat. at Pat in the stands. He was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
you know, and then and, and Pat did like the little swinging Tiger Woods motion. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, yeah. So basically, this time Jimmy Butler told him, "You're healthy. We don't have to worry about no heart attacks." <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what is Pat doing? I'm watching the video right now. Pat's like over, like doing the like the X sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what's going on here? I don't know, but I love it. That's my new thing too. Bro, that video of Jimmy pointing to the sky and then Riley doing that thing—I mean, that's that's a fucking legendary video already. I mean, it, it's already in the pantheon of like he Twitter shit. Do you think? Like, do believe. you think Pat's gonna feel weird if all he needed to do to win a championship was just trade Josh Richardson and some other things, <laughs> yeah. like, and he didn't actually have to trade everyone? Do you think he's gonna be yeah. like, what happens if the Heat win a championship year. this year? <laughs> do they? Do they? They're just like they accidentally win ahead yeah. of schedule. Yeah, like, huh. they, do they? Does well, Matt what Raleigh, do we do now? Wait, does Matt Riley retire off the Malibu before twenty twenty one free agency? <laughs> who's, who's pitching? Is it just Shane Battier? It's, I just, listen, I, all I know is that the Zoom parade is going to be lit. That's all I know. I know that we're all in on the Zoom parade. Uh, that's a good question. That's so weird. Can we moderate that? Are you guys worried about? Are you guys worried about Andre? Are you guys worried about Derek keeping this up? With Andre not in the game, because he's been I, I, absolutely tremendous this postseason, and I've been an Andre skeptic uh, this since the trade happened. I haven't. Seen, have you guys seen I'm... if there's any reports of like a negative X or anything like that? Haven't not seen anything because okay, I'm still waiting for it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It I look I, bad. I kind of think. I mean, they said he was going to come really back into the game. So how bad is it if he's willing to come back? I mean, well, I mean, right. Luka Doncic they looked really bad too, that, and he still came back. They could have just been saying that though, just to get you know, get a little bit of a fake news out there. Yeah, you know. Because if you can't shoot a free throw, right? If if you're if you're struggling during the free throws, like that tells me, hey, look, you're not ready to play. Those two points were crucial because they heat one by two points. They were. They they were. were. They literally were. Every point is crucial, Brian. Very true. It's true, especially in a in a two point game. Although Jimmy Butler says if the game did happen to go overtime, we were still gonna win that game. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. If that oh, you know, if that game went overtime, I think we would have lost without yeah. one of the one, of the, one of the refs would have literally taken Jimmy out. <laughs> Especially no Bam. Yeah. Could you imagine five oh, minutes of basketball no Bam? Oh my God, I was dreading that so hard. That's a lot on KO. I like. I love KO. But oof. by the way, great foul on Bam trying to get uh, Giannis to foul line because if he didn't foul him, Giannis would have had that dunk easily, and he missed those yeah, true free sure. throws. For and sure. He, and he, and he yeah. missed both. Um, yeah. I'm a little oh. I, no go Alex. I was just gonna ask, and I don't I don't want to turn the conversation somewhere else. But what do you guys? How, how do you like that play? I don't know if it was designed, but it, it seems like it was. Where four seconds left on the on the game clock, and Jimmy's catching the ball in the corner. It was terrible to go ISO. I I don't I don't like when they do that set in the corner. Like if if there's four seconds left, let Jimmy. And again, I could be wrong, but it seems like he works better top of the key. And and there's just more space in general. Like why why force him into a corner? And I mean it worked out, but again, like that might happen again later on in the playoffs. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really like that. Was a day that I don't I don't think I would have gone to Jimmy. And I know Goron was kind of cold at the end of that game, but I just thought Goron was getting mm-hmm. to his spots better than Jimmy. And even though Goron was missing the shots, I think I think that's a situation that you know Jimmy's a good decoy. Right, so you run, you kind of run him off the screen, and then Goran runs like a dummy player or something, and you get Goran the ball kind of going downhill. That, that on, comes Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder was yeah. open. Well, by the Tyler way, Hero was saying. open on that one oh, play. Yeah. Oh yeah, like he was going to well, get Tyler the ball. Tyler Hero was also open that one play that Goran just totally didn't look his way. Yes, yes. That that probably yeah. would have sealed the, the game right there. I feel like. 
There's a lot of moments. That guy, that's another guy, uh, Ant. That guy's big time, dude. And I, you know, With Tyler Hero. Yeah, dude. That guy. Oh, uh, we've been we've been we've been waiting a long time to talk about him. So uh, it's been what forty minutes on this podcast, been, and yeah. we haven't talked about Tyler Hero. There's a lot of shit happening. He's not twenty see that game? years old. He's twenty years old, and Crazy. he's bodying people in the lane, like using his offhand, like hitting big shots from the top of the key. Like he's got stones. This is somebody, and I know we talk a lot about it on the show. Dan says that he's got you know people inside that said that they like seeing Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson as a very poor man's Clay and Steph, right? So when I use that formula in my mind and seeing Tyler Hero do this at a young age, it like gets me excited because he's still a baby, still a puppy trying to figure out why his legs do this, right? He's, he's kind of like stumbling around and stumbling into success and being that young and being that good it's like it's really it, it's crazy. I know the comps. I know the comps have been. Oh, could he be as good as Zach Levine, right? <laughs> and then you th- kind of think, and you're like Zach Levine. Yeah, yeah. like oh, that's kind of whack. I don't give a shit about Zach Levine. Like, what do you guys think Tyler's ceiling is? Clay. <laughs> Clay? You think it's Clay? Yeah, I'm not even. No, I like. I know that sounds crazy. Defensively, they're not on the same level. But but like, we, okay, we but you right you now. could say that. But I think I think that's. I'm not saying he's a, a great defender, but to say that he hasn't gotten better every single game defensively, I, I think is 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 coming up short. Like I, he he's clearly just been a better defender. I'm again, I get it. Like there's deficiencies there, but he's gotten so much better this season, and specifically in the bubble. Like I, I don't think it's crazy to say at 20 years old he's playing this well in the playoffs, has this type of confidence in the playoffs in key situations and supposed trusting him late yeah. game two against the bucks, uh, man, like I, I think it's clay. I, I do. I really, I really see it. I'm going to give you a name here and you may not like it, but really think about it. What about something like a Lou Williams with some more versatile shooting, a guy yeah. that can shoot off the dribble that can spot up. That has a really good handle. That's getting to the line that's forcing the issues that when you kind of catch the ball coming off the pick, you can go left, you can go right, you could take it to the basket, you can pull up for mid-range. You kind of have yeah. that whole offensive game. You have some questionable ability on the defensive end, but again, it's not a one-to-one comp. But I do think that, and I, I've I've said this for a while, like I I've always I've always thought that he has enough in the bag with the step back, with the going to the basket, and I think the free throws, especially toward the back half of the season in the bubble. Uh, are the only thing that I didn't know if he'd be able to get it because he doesn't really get separation like Lou. Uh, but that hasn't been an issue. That guy's getting into the basket. I mean, and th- that possession he had, he made Book Lopez look stupid, right? He yes. he, he kind of goes in, brings him out. I mean, that that's like that's like veteran, that's like vet shit. You know what I mean? Like the way that he and Nunn have played, they play so under control, so calm for twenty and twenty four year olds, right? Rookies in the league that when the game kind of slows down for you that way, when you're playing pick and roll, when you're kind of working the offense and you're working these angles and for you to be so patient and for you to not rush things, to take things at your own pace and you you dictate how the defense is going, that's huge for people their age and with their level of experience. And that's something that you don't see with rookies ever. It's a a byproduct of coaching, right? That like that to me is what it looks like because you look at rookies across the league and they don't have that patience. And I know, Kendrick Nunn being 24, I mean, we call him a rookie, but he's more advanced as far as age goes and as far as experiences. But when you have those guys playing at that level, 
that the game is almost slowed down for them. That tells me that the coaching has been elite from the get-go because when you come into the league, you're not supposed to be able to do that, right? Like you're not supposed to be able to throw a lob pass to bam through three defenders and make it look easy. You're not supposed to be able to take, well, maybe you can. Brooke Lopez is not a great defender, but that's not the point. The point is you're not supposed to be able to take somebody off the dribble like that and make them look that stupid. It, to me, it's very encouraging to see. And one, one play in particular too was he had it at the top of the key, Tyler. Um, he drove past, I don't remember who it was, if it was Bledsoe, if it was Middleton or somebody. He gets to the middle of the paint, loses the ball, right? Gets the ball back, goes down the baseline, turns around and hits like a little 10-foot jumper. And I was like, oh, okay, that works. Like he's got yeah. a really advanced skill set for being this young. 20 years old. Uh, Riz McGiz tweeted this out earlier. It's like, so like how does Tyler, how does the alcohol situation work in the bubble for Tyler? Does Jimmy have to go to the bar and like get him something and bring it back to like, he's totally drink like, right? Like this is no way that like this guy who's a, like, he's not drinking in the bubble, but like technically he's not allowed. Is this reckless? Am I being reckless? Nah. No, come on. Is come on. Who, who's the player? Cause not Udonis. Udonis is a very strict uncle. Who's the player that's going to get Tyler the trick at the bar? Jay Crowder. Oh, you think it's Jay? Ooh. Yeah, for sure. It's I Jay think it Crowder. is Goran, dude. I think it is Goran. I think Goran's oh, maybe Goran. I think Goran. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Goran just yeah. wants to be liked by the kids. Yeah, and he's. I, like, I got Kelly Olynyk. I got <laughs> Kelly Olynyk sliding him a beer across the across, across the, the counter. Bar. Molson, a Molson. Is that a is that a Canadian beer? I don't know. <laughs> a Labat. I'm asking. A I'm asking Jan. A Labat Blue. I'm asking Johnny. <laughs> a Labat Blue. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are back in the NFL. Watch NFLSundayTicket.tv. You could stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite device. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. We are welcoming in another person on the show. We are now up to six people. This is a classic Heat Beat episode. Uh, our professional screw-up, Alex Toledo, first off his five of the floor appearance. Once again, coming on as an unnecessary <laughs> sixth guy, and everybody groans. Here I am, baby. You're giving us Derek Jones minutes. Right now, <laughs> you're, filling the De- you're filling the DJJ minutes. We just got to hope that this is a positive. We just got to hope that we're not outscored in your minutes. In whatever two three minutes we have left of the show, and I'll try to hit the one open three. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll I mean he didn't even do that. But defensively, four, three blocks. I can't. I can't even hate on Derek. Alex, real quick. We've talked a lot. We've kind of hit everything. What's <laughs> the one thing that you really take away from this game? I mean, wow, that's a broad question. That's that's a very encompassing. I mean, I don't even know where to go. I mean, we're just talking about who's buying Tyler alcohol in the bubble. I don't know unless you want to answer that. I mean, goddamn, that game said, was just so up. Who's buying Tyler alcohol? Is that what you say? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's where we've ended up. <laughs> right, we're, put, we're stealing content from Brisbane's timeline. You just put me on the spot, but if I had to go with one, who would it be? Who's like reckless enough or like You're the only credential media member here. Come on. I mean, isn't this what they pay you for? Pay me? No, but <laughs> Is it isn't this what Ethan Skolnick pays you the big bucks for? This is why you left us. Big time. Define big bucks. No, but I think the answer here <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be Kelly, man. I don't know why. Something about Kelly is Let's like, go, dude. All Let's right, go. man. I'll get you a beer, young guy. I like that. That's a good answer. My next guest was Solomon Hill. That's really... Solo. Hey, he's got to be there for something, right? 
No, nah, that's 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 the crossover master, friend of the show. By the way, don't be surprised well, when he comes I, I, in when he comes into Guardianis next game. Ant's <laughs> out here. You know when I went on when I went on Levitard the other day. Ann is out here making the fun of me because I name dropped Solomon Hill. The other day. How long ago was it that? Was the other day. So riding that day. high. Ant made fun yeah. of me for name dropping Solomon Hill on the po- on the podcast. <laughs> You what you made the... fun of me in front of America. Did wait wait? Can oh, we talk about that? Bad. Did he, did 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 G do a good appearance on that? Is he ever coming back? He did. No, he did okay. an excellent appearance. And oh, and I Reddit didn't him like prior. me. I checked the Reddit. They didn't like me. Uh, Does Reddit like anybody, Gianni? Don't Reddit was Reddit. hard on me. No, Reddit likes them. Reddit loves Ant. Yeah, Reddit loves me, but who doesn't? <laughs> no, here's the thing. I I coached I coached I coached him in the beginning. I was like, look, you got to give me. <laughs> You gotta give me a little bit of stats. You gotta give me a little bit of nerd. Then you gotta give me a little bit of bullshit. But he did a perfect job. We did Disney so it was, talk. It was the so other day too. I liked it. So Disney can you come talk. on tomorrow's spot? Um, Brian's out here trying to leverage appearances for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a home and home. You want to yes. do a home and yeah, home? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian's Brian's the agent that's negotiating in front of me at the dinner that I that I didn't ask for. Should we should we bump George Sedano or should we bump him? Oh, get, to get George the hell no, no, out, George of the fuck you, out of there! I mean, come on! How many times have you I had mean, George, George on? Probably. Ask George if he'd still rather be the Sixers. <laughs> He'll I mean, probably. I mean, we need to pound <laughs> yes. this on a national. I want George on a fucking huge platform. Please, the you biggest guys, platform in sports to say I'd rather be the Sixers. Make him answer for those words. Wait, is, is George in the come bubble? On. No. No, 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 yeah, so like that's five in the morning. He'll probably want to sleep. He doesn't even want to be on. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And if he does go on, make him answer for those crimes, Ant. Make him answer. Would he still? I mean, that's still the most offensive take. I mean, we have we have Stephen A. Smith and all these people say you know we're old takes exposing them with other Jimmy Butler takes. I mean, we're still getting Sedano from like fucking six years ago. (laughs) It's getting it's getting to him too. Like you can tell the the last couple responses. It's wearing on him. Yeah, yeah. It's getting (laughs) shook. Well, I've, been, I've been ragging on him i've been ragging on him for the for the turtleneck bit and he's yes he, i yes. got him that one time that i don't even remember what the question was but so i was constantly under him. fire i'm i'm, I'm seeing yes. if you're listening he, keep the turtleneck i like it. he said something a little controversial on our show on monday actually hawk asked him if you could have one restaurant from south florida that you're missing or like right now and he, he answered Flannies. And I love Flannies. That's, that's a good a answer. Great, hold on. That's, that's, a great answer. Answer. that's a great answer. Hold on. That's a great I love, answer. I love Flannies. There's zero. Not, apparently you don't. Apparently you don't. No, zero Flanny slander. But you're telling me that if you could have one restaurant from South Florida, you live in LA, you haven't had Cuban food. He's Cuban from Hialeah. And you, you could have one restaurant. You're going to choose Flannies. Like, bro, I, mean, I love Flannies. I mean, he said Flannies. restaurant, not cafeteria. Was it a chain or any restaurant? There's no any restaurant. Any possible. restaurant? Any, I don't you know. could choose that's, that's he, a lot. One one place to go eat, and he chose Flannies. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I think that's do you that's think on the spot, man? Do you think that's, that's George trying to appeal to the people? I think it is. Well, that's, I think I think Flannies, and and this is gonna sound terrible, Uh-oh. but I think Flannies has built up this Twitter reputation where like. Oh like, no, Alex! Don't do it, Alex! I love, I love Flannies. I have to no. Agree. Stop saying that. I have stop to saying. I'm helping no, you. Go. I, Alex, first, I care about you. The first, the first restaurant I ate uh, that I got takeout from after like the quarantine kind of got got a little like chill was Flannies. Like I love Flannigans. 
bro. No, how how could how could Flannies be your the number one choice? What's yours? What's yours? Okay, settle it. What's yours? Chicken kitchen. Oh, oh what, what the hell? What? So get him out of here! Like you're gonna throw chicken kitchen when you're comparing it to a rib roll? Get the hell I don't know. That shit know. is garbage. No, no, better than pollo tropical. I mean, I don't know what you're talking. Three about. chefs is better that than is all of them. The worst answer. I was like, you could have possibly chicken come chicken. Chicken get fucking fuck kitchen. Out get out of here. It's so mid. They give you fucking three pieces of chicken. I'm pissed every time I go there. Chicken. I promise, every time I'm never gonna go back. So you cover that dry ass chicken in curry though. Good. Yeah, exactly. You have to drown it in curry for Cilantro it to taste good. Cilantro garlic, I mean, come on. I mean, for, for a double fee of seven ninety nine, you know? Yeah, out of here with that whitewash boil tapical. Yo, while we're on the food topic, tell people about your project for the Levitard and Friends. And I see you on Instagram. Yeah, I, see, I see what you're doing. It's really yeah, good, man. man. It's really good. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so on the Mystery Crate, which is one of our spinoff podcasts that, you know, me and the shipping container do, really anybody can kind of do stuff on, on Mystery Crate. But um, I felt that there was a lack of coverage on the local food spots in Miami with the chefs that are kind of behind them. So I went on a pilgrimage, an ongoing pilgrimage, to talk to some of the best culinary minds in, in Miami. So it's called Let's Eat. Um, we've done two episodes so far. The first one was on uh, at Bodega uh, on the beach, oh. which is probably the best taco spot in yes. Miami. It's up there. Um, Agreed. Bernie, Bernie Matz, my boy, shout out to him. And second episode was dropped uh, on Wednesday. I did uh, Jay Wakefield. Oh, Me, nice. John, and the team over there, we chopped it up, talked shit. Um, it's a really cool project, and I'm excited because this is something that is blending both of my worlds together, being food and, and media and sports and all that. So it's really cool. Is that you have video on that too? Because I know that you guys film. Is I that do like on YouTube somewhere, like where people can yes. check that so out. Yes. So here's yeah. So it's gonna be actually we've been trying to work it out because I'm I'm heading the Levitard and Friends Twitch page and like getting us off the ground with you know some of the watch parties and different things that we're gonna be doing there. So what I'm thinking is we're gonna do kind of like a live director's cut where we debut the episodes visually on Twitch and I'll be there kind of talking shit with people back and forth. We can do a, a little bit of like a director's cut behind the scenes on the episode. So you can stay tuned for that. I'm going to trying to get through legal stuff and making sure that everybody's cool with, you know, certain things. And it's not easy when you have such a high bureaucratic level where we're at at the moment. I, I hate Ant. I, let me just say, I hate Ant with all my heart. <laughs> But no joke, th this project is really cool. Like I, I enjoy it. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Even I, I'm, I'm not gonna do flannies, even though I love flannies. I'm not. Gonna are you do gonna do chicken for... kitchen? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? <laughs> gonna hit up chicken? I hate chicken kitchen. Yo, I hate me chicken too, dude. So bad. I don't. I, I don't like kitchen. it. That's like three okay. chefs and a chicken is better. Three That's chefs like, and a chicken I'm, is better. I'm, you I'm, can I'm agree I'm with a that. I'm a boy lifer, but yeah. I agree with you that 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 three chefs is good. Right there Although on 57, people, right next to Sunset Place. People stand La Granja. I've not been to La Granja, but people like... La Granja good. is solid. It's solid. Yeah. So, it's, like, okay. it's good. A little greasy. It's a lot of food. A little greasy. Yeah. yeah. People swear by that shit. Also, you know what? Actually, we have, Hispanic like, kind of... food. Actual Hispanic food in La Granja. Actual. Oh, okay, look at Alex over yeah, here. Yeah, that is true. Greasy right. and a lot of food? Sounds legit. I mean, <laughs> this is perfect for hangovers. <laughs> Kind of yeah. at the end of the show, I want to give a couple of announcements for some kind of some some new stuff that we're doing here on the podcast. So first thing is that uh, we started a Discord server, 
Uh, I'm going to tweet the link out. So if you don't have that, we're also going to throw that in the description of the podcast. I know that people have, have kind of talked about it and we have uh, a little Discord server set up to kind of build a community there for maybe those of you that aren't on Twitter or those that are on Twitter that want something a little less cluttered and a little more intimate. So I'll be on there. We'll be talking. We'll be talking during games. We'll be doing some fun stuff on Discord. So we're going to throw that into the, the description and, and on the Twitter account. The other thing that we're going to start doing is that we're going to start streaming soon. We are also starting a Twitch channel. Uh, we are, we have, we're setting it up. We're, we're, we're planning really cool things with it. I'm really excited for it. We have a guy that's helping us out. Shout out to Brian M. Uh, who's, who's been phenomenal helping us out. So we're going to get that going hopefully by next week. Um, it's been something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And now that I have a computer that actually has Ram capabilities, uh, we're going baby. We're going places. I got a computer, got lights. We're set up over nice. here. So that's, I'm really excited for that. I don't think there's any time to end on the joke because uh, we're still running late, but I did want to I did want to spotlight that stuff that we're doing here uh, on MHB and kind of going forward. Also, if you don't follow us on Instagram, check us out at MIHeatBeat over there. I post graphics. I post little videos. I post little polls. And we have fun over there too. So if you can't, if you want more, check that out over there. Make sure to check out Ant, Ant's work. Brian's raising his hand. We have sick. Well, I was going to try to close out the show. Keep going. Oh, you, you raise your alley. You wanted to say something. Alex, where can people find you and your work? Alex M. Solana and Hawk and Crowder show 2 to 6 p.m. Um, don't hate radio just because Ethan and Alf tell you to. Don't hate local radio. Okay? <laughs> and Alex, dude. Alex is, Alex is out oh, here. Retweet. You're heading the retweet. I retweet. I get, I get why. I, I get it. I just want to say I get it. But, man, like, don't hate local radio just because you're like, why can't I love Miami Heat beat? I love five on the floor. I, I, I love, I love, I support, I support you guys. Just don't, don't hate local radio just because now it's cool to hate local radio. That's retweet, all I'm saying. retweet. Only hate and, Armando Salguero. And if, and if, oh, <laughs> and you got him there. You got him. You got him. Did someone say playoffs, NBA and NHL are playing for gold and our partners Bet Online have you covered? Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures and props. So take advantage of the return of sports. And remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts.